in the valley to pray, studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, brothers, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, brothers, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. I went down in the valley to pray, studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, sisters, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, sisters, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. I went down in the valley to pray and studying about that good old way. And who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, children, let's go down. Come on down, don't you want to go down? Come on, children, let's go down, down in the valley to pray. Down in the valley to pray. Hello, and welcome to my little house of prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. I'm so very glad that you could join me today. I want to take a moment to first thank everyone for their prayers. My health is on the uphill climb. Things have changed for the better therefore I am here today but just keep me in your prayers we're taking it one day at a time one step at a time but this is such a wonderful time to live in let's uh, open in prayer Father in Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name I come before you thanking you for today it is a day that you have made to be glad and rejoice in it is a day to praise your name. One more opportunity, Lord, to glorify your name, to draw ever closer to you, to learn more about you today than we did yesterday. Oh, Father, let the words of my lips be your words, not mine. Put your anointing on this time of fellowship. Put your anointing on my words today, Lord. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen. I don't know if you've noticed, but this world is getting crazy, isn't it? We don't know whether we coming or going half the time. Lately, my heart has been heavy, but I thank the Lord because he's sharing what's hurting his heart with me these days. It's the fire that keeps me going in this walk. It is the fire of his spirit that screams out just one more soul that doesn't have to bust hell wide open. And as a body of Christ, we should all have that heartbeat. It is a fearful time because it is unknown territory. But it is also a wonderful time to live in. We are living in the last days. The days that the apostles and the prophets talked about. To me, that is so very powerful. And quoting a, a prayer warrior that has gone on to be with the Lord, 
She said, the Lord saves the best for last. He wants to use us to show off His glory in these last days. That should fill our hearts with such joy. My pastor says it. A number of pastors that I am in fellowship with all agree on one thing. We are not in the tribulation. We ain't even got to the cusp of the tribulation. Things are rough, but guys, what's coming in the tribulation, you don't want to be around for. This is off of what I was going to say, because there's a lot on my heart today. There's a lot on the Lord's heart today. There are a lot of souls on His heart today. This world is crazy. But I promise you, it's not going to get better. Anybody who tells you it's going to get better, you better run the other way. Because it's not. Not according to God's word. But, take heart. Because He has overcome the world. And we are not in tribulation yet. I have seen some things in the spirit realm concerning the tribulation. You don't want to be there for that. That's all I can say at this moment. You don't want to be there for that. My friends, the Lord loves you today and every day. And that's the message He has given me. One message. That you have a living God who wants a relationship with you. I'm catching a bunny rabbit, I know. But I need you to go to a certain scripture with me right now. I want us to go to... Exodus 20 verse 18 21 God has just given them the Ten Commandments verbally. Moses is up on the mountain. He has told the people to consecrate themselves, set themselves apart, but do not come near the mountain. But they were uh, at the mountain and they could hear the Lord speaking. And as he was speaking those Ten Commandments, conviction was hitting their minds and hearts. Verse 18 of chapter 20. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet, and this is in the NIV, and when the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet, the shofar, and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance. Now keep in mind, picture yourself at the foot of a mountain, you're hearing thunder, lightning, and this mountain is in smoke. In other words, even the earth was shaking with his voice. Wouldn't it cause you to tremble with fear? But also, I think the Ten Commandments, as he was speaking them, is also what caused fear because they didn't want to let go of Egypt. So then they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen. But do not have God speak to us or we will die. First time I read that, my face fell. I broke out in tears because I felt God's heart break at that moment. But it's still breaking because people want to listen to a person instead of God himself, Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. 
God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. You know, Moses wasn't afraid to approach God. He knew that God would convict him and deliver him and set his feet on the rock. I guess this is the perfect opening to the title of this message, The Importance of a Prayer Closet. You know, this morning, a word crossed my email for me. And to me, it spoke volumes to me. It was everything I needed in just two little scriptures. Psalms 139 verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. You know, in the Gospels, it says that there is no temptation common to man that he has not been touched with. This means he not only has understanding of our frailty, our faults and our failures, but then he turns around and says that therefore he, there is no temptation overtaken us that he has not created a way of escape. Do you need a way of escape? Well, it's in the Word, and it's in obedience to that Word. Because the Word says, stand, resist the devil, and then he will flee from you. If you're sitting there doing nothing, that's exactly what the enemy wants. You want deliverance, you have to stand and resist and say, no, 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 no. You know, people want to pray five minutes and it be over with. Back in the day, they used they didn't stop praying until they got a breakthrough. And you know when you have a breakthrough. We need to learn to tarry. We need to learn to press in and wait till we get what we came for. Daniel, 21 days he stayed at the Father's feet. The angel shows up and says, there was warfare. I'd have had the message to you sooner. But Daniel, there was so much warfare. But if Daniel would have got up from his knees and quit praying, that angel would not have been able to bring the answer. It would have stopped right there. We need to learn to tarry and to wait upon the Lord. We need to learn to get in our war room, our prayer closet, and Stay there until we get an answer. Me included. But there's a lot of times I'll, I'll go in my prayer closet and I won't leave till I get what I came for. Right now I want more of His presence in my life. I'm thirsty for Him. I hunger for Him. I want more and less of me. I don't know if this is for someone out there or not. But this is just my heart. So guys, we are going to have to learn to tarry and press in because of these days or we won't make it. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit or we won't make it. 
And I will say it again. It does come with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But the greatest is the witness to truth. He will keep you. Yes. Jesus breathed on the, the apostles before he left. He said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Well, they received it. But see, I can give you a gift. And if all you do is receive it, what use is it? You have to open that gift. How do we open that gift? We accept the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then we turn around and we thank Him for it. And we, we pray and we seek His face. And allow the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin. And get rid of that sin. As you work with the Holy Ghost, tongues will come. I promise you, tongues will come. Hallelujah. I just have no words. His presence is in this place. I hope he's where you're at too. I know he is. If you'll just be willing. Be willing to want less of you and more of him. This is a crucified walk. It's not a cakewalk. As soon as you sign on the dotted line, Lord, I want you and nothing else. The, the war is on to stop you from walking any further with the Lord. Because you're a danger to the enemy's kingdom. You are a complete danger when you sell out to Jesus. You will be slammed. You will be hit. But the word says, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. This is not in my notes. This is just the heartbeat of God saying, seek me. Seek me early. Seek me all day, every day. Seek me. Seek me in my word. Seek me on your knees. Seek me in worship. Seek me in praise. Seek me in thanksgiving. Seek me. And I will give you all of your needs according to my riches and glory. That is his plan, every one of us. Don't believe me? Go look it up in Jeremiah 29, 11. Today's message is about a prayer closet. We need a prayer closet. I have a prayer closet. Since the day I got saved, everywhere I've been, I had a prayer closet. I didn't know it at the beginning because I was a little baby stumbling around in Christ. But he taught me. The first thing he taught me was the power of prayer. And the power of prayer is that it opens the door to a relationship with the living God. I don't want a God that's far off, that can't relate to me, that can't help me. I want one that's going to talk to me and direct me and lead me and guide me. Help me navigate in these days so that I don't make bad choices. So a prayer closet is so very important it's your secret place where you go to be alone it's the and I'll help you out here the place where you find that you are kneeling down in prayer the most and I, I'm not talking natural kneeling down in prayer I'm talking you there's a place in your home that you find that you are praying the most that's your prayer closet where no one's around, there's no interruptions, just you and the presence of Almighty God. That is your prayer closet. 
I want to read Matthew chapter 6 with you. Take heed that you do not do your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. Thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard of their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Let's jump down to verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anointest thine head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal for where your treasure is there will be your heart also the light of the body is the eye if therefore thine eye be single thy whole body shall be full of light but if thine eye be evil thy whole body shall be full of darkness if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, 
how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet, I say unto you, that even Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. This subject is and always has been my favorite. Looking back, I realize that the call to prayer and a true relationship with the one true and living God is the first awesome gift he gave me. I didn't see the work that he was doing and calling me to until I gave my testimony concerning my little house of prayer. Man, I can say that my walk has truly been paved in his glory. I can't express or define the wonderful work he has done in me, but he could not have accomplished it without my cooperation with the Holy Spirit. You see, we desperately need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. We have no redemptive power in us alone. But if we are obedient to the Spirit of God, who holds all redemptive power, we can accomplish much in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to share a few of the many testimonies of the things He has taught me along the way. The first kind of prayer the Lord wanted to teach me was the call to intercession. To me, this is the greatest kind of prayer. But you will hear me say this about each kind of prayer because prayer opens the door to a relationship with the Lord. Prayer is a call to draw near to the one true and living God. Intercessory prayer is where the Lord will move on your heart to pray for others. Why not? He is always making intercession for us according to Hebrews 7.25 where he is able to save them to the utmost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Did you know that? He prays for us. Look at Luke 23:34. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them. They know what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. It's funny that when Jesus said, forgive them, they know not what they do. A gen the Gentile soldiers looked up and looked at the Pharisees and says, He prays for you. You're murdering him, but he's praying for you. That's what our sin does. That's why we need to drop it like a hot potato. The Lord Jesus Christ was, is, and always will be interceding on our behalf. That we run the race gloriously. How do we do this? by reading our Bible from front to back, learning by his example how to navigate our walk in this world. Intercessory prayer is one way to train your spiritual ears to hear his voice, because you are no longer thinking of yourself, but of someone else waiting to hear the voice of the Lord on how to pray. 
Get a prayer journal so that you can record the requests. You can go into as much detail as you like. Date it. Then when it is manifested, you can add the date of the manifested answer. Now, the Lord will only reveal only what he knows he can trust you with. Karen Mosley shared the story of David and Jonathan. Jonathan stripped himself of all his defenses before David. At that moment, Jonathan was not only vulnerable to David, but also to the enemies of David. If David meant to harm him, he had the upper hand. Jonathan gave all of his defenses to David. She asked the question, Can the Lord trust you with all of his secrets? Can he become completely vulnerable to you? I'll tell you what, this woke up a desire in my heart to be that kind of person, that he could trust me completely. This is still my desire, that I am available or on call 24-7 to him and that he can trust me with his secrets as I watch him perform one miracle after another in others' lives. This is the most greatest gift he could give me, that kind of relationship. And believe you me, this doesn't always go well with others. They don't realize just how much that you are responsible for the truth you know in the truth you know. Not just his words, but also his secrets. If he keeps ours, we are called to keep his. The next thing he taught me was a need for corporate prayer. We need each other. There are so many things that can take place in corporate prayer. Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Matthew 18:19. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Psalm 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. I pray this, Psalm 133, over the body of Christ every day. Because as we go into these last days, we need to be a united front more and more. We need each other more and more. We gotta quit criticizing. We gotta quit our condescension. And we need to encourage one another more and better. We're all broken pots, but we're lively stones in Him. I'm not better than you. I'm a broken pot trying to make it, trying to let the Master rebuild me. And that's the way we should look at one another. Another broken pot, trying to make it, trying to let the master rebuild them. And when they make a step of faith, encourage them. Come alongside them. We're too busy with me, myself, and I. 
The Lord has been impressing upon me more and more the need for the brotherhood of the Lord Jesus Christ to come together in corporate prayer. If your church is holding intercessory prayer, then you need to go to corporate prayer. You need to come alongside your brothers and sisters. The Lord has been impressing upon me more and more the need for the brotherhood of the Lord Jesus Christ to come together in corporate prayer, to gather under his banner of love, to pull together. We need to gather together at every opportunity in corporate prayer as we are in the last day. As we gather together and pray for one another, according to James 5.16, we draw strength in his name. And I even have a recent testimony. A weekend or two ago, our, my church has intercessory prayer on Saturday morning. Well, I messed up and I repented before the Lord. But when I got to prayer that morning, I was still torn up. And I came into prayer broken just wanting to be put back together. My pastor instructed me in righteousness. My brothers, sisters, my pastor, they all came together and prayed for me and with me. And I walked out of there put back together with instruction on how to walk out of that spot. I cannot tell you the power of corporate prayer. How many storms of life that I was in when I needed to get out of the storm and a church door was open, walked in broken, but I walked out put back together. Even King Solomon in all of the Lord's wisdom said this in Ecclesiastes 4, chapter 4 verse 9 through 12, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Do you need help up? Get into corporate prayer. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone if one prevail against him? Two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. Are you seeing what I have learned and am hearing? While he was teaching me about intercessory and corporate prayer, he began to teach me about warfare. The first scripture the Lord gave me was this, Matthew 11:12, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. In other, walk, in other words, this walk is a constant fight, both in the natural and spiritual realm. Jesus Christ proved that when he was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness, fasting and praying, it is also in this that I learned my desperate need for fasting and praying. It improves your hearing in the spiritual realm. It is a chance to draw near to God. There are way too many testimonies in this area. It would take up too much time. I have seen so many miracles. But that is not what is so important. What is the most important is that it is in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord that we have the victory. We are no match for Satan and his cohorts, but we have a big brother that has already won the war. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Yeshua Amashiach. We need to know who we are in Christ. We have to have an absolute faith and belief 
in the Word of God. Here is a small testimony. I believe this is proof of the power of the prayer language that the Lord has given us. Why else would the enemy fight us so hard to get us not to want to receive it? I was born again with the gift of tongues and the Holy Spirit. I had a friend who bought a really old home. The recent owner fought with depression and was not a born-again believer. So the house was filled with oppression, with the oppression of demonic spirits. It was really thick in the master bedroom because that's where she stayed the most. I immediately picked up on this through the Holy Spirit. So one night, I offered to come in agreement with the owner and pray throughout the home. I did this with full faith that the Lord was in full control and it was the Lord who wanted to clean up the home. I knew that the battle was in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that is how I prayed. The Holy Spirit said to just stay in my prayer language that the Lord God Almighty would do all of the fighting for us. Well, a few days later, another brother in the Lord who also was a prayer warrior also came to the home. He came to clean the home spiritually. He walked throughout the home with a funny look on his face. When he got to the master bedroom, his eyes popped out of his head. He turned to the new owner and said, I don't know who the person is, but they are very young in the Lord. They prayed in the name of the Lord. They have a lot of faith. This kind of faith cleared out your home. Most of the house wasn't that hard to clear out, but it is in the master bedroom where the fight was the hardest. But her faith, their faith cleared even the ruling spirits out of there. Whoever this person is, they have unsurmountable faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So you see, we have to have a relationship in the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. And if you do not put on the full armor, I suggest that you start doing it. In these days, we need you need to pray Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 and also Psalm 91. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God 
praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So what is the importance of having a prayer closet? There are so many scriptures concerning the need for a prayer closet. This is the question that was presented to me. Are you seeing things happening? Are you seeing things happen in your prayer life? How much devotion of your time do you give to him? Are you desiring his presence to the point of giving him thanksgiving, praise, and worship to him? I mean, he is the creator of the universe, even your creator. He breathed his precious breath of life in you when pressured. Is there enough evidence that you are a Christian to convict you? Me being a brand new Christian, this rocked my thought life. Luke chapter 7 verse 47. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. You see, in my mind's eye, there were a lot of my sins that needed his great precious blood of forgiveness. I owed a debt I could not pay. Yet this awesome beloved Savior paid the price that I could never repay. Twenty-nine years later, I still look at my relationship to him in this light. Does this question hit you like a ton of bricks like it does me even now? 1 John 5, 13-15 These things have I written unto you, that you believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that ye have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if he, we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. I hope this sparks a desire in your hearts to want to fellowship with Him in your prayer closet, the quiet place where you and your Savior meet to speak with each other, where you see your prayers answered, where you go to have a relationship with a living God that loves each and every one of us. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to him. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that he was born of a virgin, lived as God among us, was crucified, died, buried, and rose again on the third day for the salvation of all creation. That you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask Him for His forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to Him. Thank Him for His forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice-making decisions. Let Him influence your choice-making decisions as you get in His Holy Word. Ask Him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you, but this is just an outline. Please hear me out. This is not the perfect prayer. The perfect prayer are your own words. That's the prayer He wants to hear your words, your way of talking, because he meets each and every one of us 
right where we're at in the English we speak. He gave you that voice. He gave you your words. Use them for Him. The real work begins after I pray with you because this is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. I acknowledge that you were born of a virgin. You lived as God among us, was crucified, died, and buried. You rose again on the third day for the salvation of all mankind. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've made the decision to give your life to Jesus, let me be one of the first to welcome you to the body of Christ. All of heaven is greatly rejoicing over your decision today. Please let me know of your decision today. I want to pray for you. If this message has brought up any questions or spoke to you in some way, or if you have any prayer requests, please let me know by commenting below, private messaging me, or you can email me at my number one little afmp at aol.com. I would greatly love to hear from you. Remember, you are called for a purpose and you are loved. I love you with the love of the Lord, but Jesus will always love you more. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship. I thank you for, for speaking with us today. For being with us today. Be with them as they go throughout their week. Lead and guide them in the path. Lead and guide us all in the paths of righteousness. For your name's sake. Father, help us to walk and cooperate with the ho your Holy Spirit. Help us find a church that we will, that preaches your truth, Lord. That we will sit under that pastor for at least a year. Submit to him as, he, he, as they teach us, exhort us, encourage us to walk with you. Help us develop our relationship in prayer. That Father God, like Paul, we pray continuously throughout our day. Because it truly is a relationship. Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, I seal it with your precious blood, Lord God. Amen. I went down in the valley to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Come on, brothers, let's go down.
the valleys. 